What? Let me see. Alright. Alright. Three, three, two, one. Oh. Yeah. That's the beautiful sound of the gaming and drinking cast. Hello, world. Hello, Travis. Hello. Uh welcome everybody. Episode 17 of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. I'm Adam Gogan and I have the aforementioned Travis Casey, aka uh, the copycat. Oh yeah. With me, we just real like literally right before we counted ourselves in, we like I saw his can and I was like, no fucking way. We literally are drinking the exact same beer right now, and we did not plan this. <laughs> Didn't plan it at, at all. all. That's, That's really funny. I love that. That you makes me really the, happy. Post the reaction that we had. <laughs> right prior to the the lead-in yeah i will pretty good oh that's Um, great so why don't you introduce it (laughs) yeah so this is a birds fly south ale project out of greenville south carolina this is the sometimes goats doppelbach uh it if you if you're familiar with the doppelbach it pours a a light brown color um double bach and this is copper yeah it it is very malty I i think the base is an amber ale um but it is 9.2%. Yep. Oh, That's wow. Mm. Malty. Yeah, so it says on the can, uh, rich notes of caramel and raisin, and I definitely oh, taste that raisin. That's really good. Yeah, that is. That's like, that's like um, it's like the step up from like a fat tire, you know, that style of that amber style or a copper, uh, OMB copper. That is delicious, uh, though. Yeah. I love that we, like- I cannot, I still can't believe that we grabbed the exact same beer. Yeah, that's really funny. Of all the beers in all the world, the cover art, the can art, the cover art, the can art is also awesome. That was like the whole reason I bought it, to be honest, dude. It's Um, literally like Satan goat. Yeah, with four eyes. Yeah. Uh, Very, very cool. Yep. Sometimes goat doppelbach, birds fly south. Birds fly south is really good. Um, I haven't really had any complaints about any of their beers that I've had. No, they're good. Mm-hmm. They have a nice facility up there in Greenville too. It's kind of out of the way, not not really downtown ish. Um, I haven't been there, but if you're ever in South Carolina, um, I think Greenville is kind of like one of those hidden gems that not a lot of people talk about. A lot of people talk about Charleston, they talk about Columbia. Nobody talks about Greenville. I think outside of maybe like South Carolina and North Carolina people, yeah. uh, but Greenville is a really cool city to go check out. It's been up and coming for a while and i feel like it's at a point now where it's pretty pretty dope little town to visit even if you're not from here the the downtown area is very fun there's a lot of good restaurants and bars and stuff to check out down there uh it it is a mini charlotte so be prepared pretty much the big cities like charlotte it's probably going to be uh not exactly what you're expecting but it's it's got a nice little waterfall in the middle of downtown um it's it's a cool spot yeah it's a chill chill but chill place but with a lot of stuff to do it's not as chill as it used to be though it, it since it's gotten bigger it has gotten a lot more like foot traffic and regular traffic and people there's just a lot of people there now um, yeah when you go on the weekends it can be really crowded but i guess so can any every major city out there yeah no kidding man uh i love that we're drinking the same beer i still can't i just can't get over that dude there's like literally yeah. hundreds and hundreds of beers to pick from from like the different stores we go to and we yeah. both happened to pick the exact same one for this yeah. exact same segment. Segment, yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? That's great. 
I always try to start with the higher APV one so I get like loose throughout the whole. Yeah, thing. I mean, I just kind of keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, you just you just pile. APV give me the nine. Give me the twelve. Let's go. Oh um, man, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week. Uh, doing some more uh, half marathon training and mm-hmm. drinking and gaming and hanging out. We watched uh, uh, Jackass Forever. Oh this God, yeah. Got a yeah. bunch of snacks when your brother came up. That was really fun. maybe maybe the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I ah uh, uh, that's a that's a bold statement, Cotton. I mean, I can't remember the last <laughs> time I was like every literally like every thirty seconds I was doubling over laughing. Yes, like, I think the like watching it with your friends is definitely a big part of that. Like I I wouldn't have been laughing that hard if I wasn't with you guys. Um, you know, like I, I would have been crying. With, I watched it again with Katie that night um because i was talking about it she wanted to watch it and i was laughing just as hard the second time okay maybe uh, i should earlier in the day that's it funny it's very good and then we watched bad, bad grandpa right after <laughs> which is also very funny yeah bad which grandpa i had not seen in forever it's probably been 10 years since i've seen that movie yeah i probably saw it when it first came out and that was that was it but i forgot how funny it was it is very funny and i was on that wavelength looking for something like that uh-huh after you watch Jackass forever, it's hard to go. It's hard to come down from that and like go just watch like Bridgerton or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get Katie to watch that one with me too. Um, it's a, a good one. Yeah, but anyways, um, I say we jump right into it and talk about what we've been playing. Um, do you want to go first and uh, talk about one of the games you got here? Yeah, we can go with that. Um, mine, of course. I guess I'm gonna become known as like more of the retro guy on this show. Because I've been playing. Oh, nice! You got you got the disc. <laughs> I got the original. I I'm a big everybody. You know, you can you've heard me on this podcast. I love old school RPGs, JRPGs, uh, Final Fantasy, and all that good stuff. Chrono Cross is the sequel to Chrono Trigger from the early '90s. It was a super game developed by Henrobo Sakaguchi from Final Fantasy, Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest fame, and uh, the composer. Nobuo Yumetsu. Um, uh, they all three came together and created Chrono Trigger, which is a very beloved game. It's like considered a, like the quintessential JRPG. Like yes, basically, if, if basically. you if you if you were to make a list of the top like three RPGs of all time or top three JRPGs of all time, it's definitely going to be in the one, two, or three spot for most people. Uh, Chrono Cross is the semi sequel to that, and not nearly as well beloved. Um, I remember when it came out, I, this is the original case that I, now this is the, this is the greatest hit. I think I bought it again later because um, people don't remember back in the Funko Land days, you used to trade in your games and get very, very minuscule credit <laughs> for, yeah. for your purchase and go turn around and get something I mean, else. they still do that at GameStop. Yeah, but I feel like people don't do that nearly as much. as if, Like back in the early 2000s and, and late to like 2010s, that was like the thing. You used to do it. I mean, God, how much money did I lose doing that shit back in then? But Oh, yeah, same. I feel like it's not nearly as big of a practice. Like I buy all my games digital now for the most part. Yeah. Unless I'm getting a collector's edition, I'm buying digital. Yeah. Unless you're getting a cat helmet. Um, But uh, Chrono Cross, I do remember that like it was the first 10 I ever saw on GameStop, GameSpot, uh, GameSpot.com. And so that's, that sticks out in my mind because I I remember it very well. Uh, Actually, I think I saw Ocarina of Time had like a 10 on GameSpot, but uh, they gave Chrono Cross a 10, and that was really controversial because big-time Chrono Trigger fans hate, or not all of them, but a lot of them hate this game. 
Like, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I've I honestly, I'll I, I've played Chrono Trigger. I've not played Chrono Cross. It's um, it's weird. So I've been playing Chrono Chrono Trigger again on my uh, little handheld RGB three or RG three fifty, and that game just moves at a really fast, snappy pace, like a lot of old SNES RPGs do. And PlayStation RPGs are definitely like they're you know they're trying to wow you with what were at the time like enhanced 3D graphics things like that. So it mm-hmm. definitely moves a lot slower, and I can see why people don't like if you're playing Chrono Trigger, it is snappy. If you're playing Chrono Cross, it is slow. Now the remaster, people I've read mixed things about the remaster. Some people seem to think they didn't do anything to it; it's just a straight port, which isn't true because there's a, a fast forward button. There's the invincibility button. There's the X, the uh, turn off encounters button. You can toggle all these things on and off with the press of a button. To me, I mean, that might not be a lot of work, but that's high quality. That's like quality of life stuff, especially when you're playing these old JRPGs, which can take like 40, 50 hours to beat. Mm-hmm. Having like that fast forward button or the no encounter button, all that stuff can make it such a more pleasant experience. Because uh, really, you're there for the story. You're there for the exploration. You might not want to, you know, slave over grinding for. 20 hours or so whatever uh and that and this kind of makes it easier for, to do that uh they they up-res the 3d models in the game so all the player models are high def 3d sprites uh and the backgrounds have this like smeared I, they, they definitely upscaled it but it, it's not 3d they're 2d backgrounds so they have this like smeared quality almost i don't really like that now you can switch between the upscale mode and the regular just straight up PlayStation One. So this is graphics. the Radical Dreamers edition you're talking. This about, is Radical right? Dreamers edition, yes. Okay. Uh, and I'm playing on the Switch. Uh, and the, uh, one of the other things I read about the port, and I don't know if this is a Switch thing or if this is like this for all ports because I've only played the Switch version, but the frame rate can get real choppy, um, which was a problem in the original. I distinctly remember playing this game on the PS One back in the day and it having a bad like slowdown on the frame rate. Um, I don't know why in 2022, literally 22 years after the game was originally made. There's slow down on any platform. It doesn't matter. The Switch is underpowered. This game is 22 years old. Yeah, Why? I mean, the Switch is way more powerful than a PS1. Let's, exactly. let's not get it twisted. So I don't know if maybe there's something in the code that makes it, it has to go, it has to chug like that, but it's noticeable. It doesn't bother me that much. Like, I'm, I mean, I wish it didn't do that. I wish it were crisp 60 all the way through. And if it comes to it and like the Steam version has a 60 frames, I'll probably buy it on there so I can play it on the Steam Deck. But for now, I want to play it while I'm laying in bed before I go to sleep, stuff like that. That's how I like to play my JRPGs um so i got on the switch it doesn't bother me that much but it is something to be aware of if you're going into this game i think it sucks that they didn't do more than that but i also think it's unfair to say that they didn't do anything it's not just a straight port they didn't just put the rom on a fucking switch and and go to town you know there are definitely improvements quality of life stuff there's an auto save every time you walk out of a town every time you walk into you know in jrpgs they have like the little thing you walk into and then yeah you can like save. the monolith or yeah, whatever yeah, exactly yeah. So anytime you walk into that, it auto saves. So you don't have to click in and take the, you know, 30 to a minute, 30 seconds to a minute to do that. Just really nice quality of life stuff that I think helped make the game. Just brings it, makes it feel a little more modern than 22 years old. A little more modern and a little bit less, um, uh, less, uh, what do you, like slow. It it makes the pace a lot faster. Um, So this game is about your, this character who of course has amnesia, and you're like traveling in between uh, parallel universes where in one of them, you're dead. Your character is dead. And everyone is like, you look like this kid that died 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're the intrigue and the reasons for that are one of the things you're exploring. But one of the interesting things about this game versus Chrono Trigger 
is that in Chrono Trigger, you had like six playable characters and that's it. In this game, there are like 45 recruitable characters. Oh, wow. So it's one of those games where you're going around trying to recruit, recruit characters and they all have like different stats and innate abilities and the way that you, this game has a ton of systems and stuff that I'm not going to get into, but like. Do the abilities of the different characters uh, synergize with each other and like combine to make better abilities or anything like it? So if you remember like Chrono Cross had the techniques that you could do like double, triple, like yeah. and they would combine. Yeah. There's not a ton of that kind of, you can do that stuff. It's less it, like in Chrono Trigger it just happens. Like you get an ability and then they automatically synchronize. In this mm-hmm. game, you have to like, there's, I can't remember what this, the status bar is called, but you're, you're switching the colors of the, uh, like the world, basically. Uh, every time you use an ability, an element, they call it like a spell, it changes the color of the world and there's three pips on it. And if you completely colorize it into that one color, everything you, every ability used that corresponds to that color has like an extra oomph to it. And you can sometimes do like combined attacks with that. Okay. But it's not like chrono trigger which you can just do like triple techniques yeah that's what off, i was kind of thinking off about. the rip yeah and i think that's one of the reasons people tend to not like this game as much it just doesn't the systems are so layered that it, it's a lot less um i guess on the surface you know like it's a lot you gotta dig in a lot deeper to find that stuff and not necessarily in a fun way like chrono trigger it's awesome when you're just like ripping abilities straight from the start and then in this game you're like you're having to switch <laughs> fucking do three elements just to get the deck stacked to that that color element yeah i mean you have to like you have to paint with all the colors of the wind basically yeah pocahontas i hear you thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) have you ever Um, uh heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon though no but i have heard the sparrow (laughs) shit on the (laughs) shit on the branch i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember the next line what's the next line uh I think it's the, the, the sparrow man. shit on the branch. I think yeah, that's what it go. is. So we're going we're gonna to go with that. <laughs> Disney, if you need new songwriters, you know who to call. <laughs> you want to do like a Pocahontas live action remake. Yeah. I'll let your boys. we got some songwriting chops for you. Heck yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a good one. It's only 20 bucks. So I will probably re- get it on Steam. I was looking at... So with this emulation stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I was playing uh chrono trigger last night actually nice. on a snes emulator just to kind of reacquaint myself with it because it's been a while and it's still a great game even with like playing it with those like 16-bit i think graphics on this 1080p big monitor uh it still looks great like it yeah. still looks fantastic which kind of blew yeah. my mind i thought it was gonna look like shit no. um but it still looks amazing um, but I probably, I, I was, I was doing that because I was looking at Chrono Cross. I thought though that Chrono Cross, this is just my, um, ignorance of Chrono Cross. I thought Chrono Cross was actually a prequel to Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's a, like a semi-sequel. It's, there are, there's like one character that shows up from Chrono Trigger briefly and says like, Hey, I basically ruined the whole world. And that's about the only connective tissue there is. There are some like thematic elements that are carried over, but if this were anything, it's it's a sequel, not a not a prequel. What's the what's the main character's name in Chrono Cross? Surge. Okay, because in Chrono Trigger, it's just straight up Chrono. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chrono Chrono is like uh, 
I also think that they're both silent protagonists, so it's hard to say that one has more personality than the other. But Chrono to me feels like a more like uh, likable guy. Surge I love his hair. Got, I love Chrono. Yeah, he's got hair. great hair. He's got great hair. Surge has good <laughs> hair too. Instead of red, it's blue. But he's okay. got a do. He's got like a do rag on, so that's less cool automatically. Although he does carry these like twin bladed, like he basically carries a Darth Maul staff instead of a sword, oh, that's which cool. is which is pretty cool. Um, it, it's a good game. The storytelling is really weird and unique, um, and the music is amazing it has it has a better soundtrack than chrono Cro- or chrono trigger i'll give you that um, really that's yeah. that's tough to say because it, it's that's it's chrono trigger's they, soundtrack is freaking amazing it even by people who don't like chrono cross they say that the, the soundtrack is literally amazing it is one of the best soundtracks i've ever heard in a video game okay um, but if you like jrpgs and especially with these quality of life things i think it's a i think it's a good version of this it also comes with uh, radical dreamers which is a text only satellaview game that never Ooh, came to america it's that's Satellaview. fun this Satellaview was a satellite add-on to the super <clears throat> nintendo that was only released in japan uh this text adventure it has some of the uh, most of the same characters from chrono cross the three main characters at least I, and you're like breaking what you do at the very beginning of chrono cross is you break into this mansion and stuff happens from there and from what i've looked at that's exactly what you're playing through is that part but i think there's some branching paths that happen that gives you more context of what you're doing at the very beginning of the game. And I think it's supposed to kind of bridge Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, but I read a thing that said, play Chrono Cross before you play Radical Dreamers. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, so I, haven't, I haven't touched the text adventure yet. That's cool. So is it like one of those where it's like you type into the thing, like go left or go west or try like, and then like, sometimes it'll be like, I can do that. Or sometimes it'll be like, I can't do that. It doesn't recognize what you're typing. It's not is like it one Zork. of those. It's not like Zork. No, it's um, it's more like it gives you like it, the story is laid out, like it, the scroll comes down and then it gives you like three options. Like, OK, what do you want? What do you so want it's to like do a choose your own adventure kind of thing, kind of like yeah. a sweet fucking Goosebumps book. Yeah, basically, it's a, a sweet fucking J- Japanese Goosebumps book. Um, and it does have some like horrorish elements in it because you're you're it's like a dark manner at nighttime. And there's some like ab- there are graphics like it. There, there's OK. Like, you see like the the castle that you're breaking into. You see some of the characters, not like on the screen, but you see art of them. Dude, um, that sounds like some nice something atmosphere. I would really enjoy. It seems cool. Um, I have not touched that part of it yet. I'll, I'm going to play through Chrono Cross first and then I'll get into it and uh, I'll report back when I finally do. But I'm you enjoying the shit out of it. You know what? This here, Hearing you talk about this Radical Dreamers, that makes me want to play... Um, what was that like text-heavy adventure game that came out um like a year or two ago about the detective who got drunk and woke up uh oh uh, disco elysium yes that make like that sounds like you know disco elysium like obviously is sprung out from that but that sounds like a very basic like version of yeah. that kind of I, I bought disco elysium a while ago but i haven't played it so i should i should definitely do that. i need to play that game i think i would really enjoy disco elysium yeah, it seems like a very cool game. I just haven't had time to dig into it yet with all the other stuff. Dude, there's so many games. We're thankful never, we seem never been in a better time to play video games. That's true. That's what they say. <laughs> um, but I think right because we're entering kind of a lull right now. Um, mm-hmm. Like I feel like the Elden Ring, Horizon, like all that stuff has come out, and now it's like there's not really anything on the quote unquote horizon coming up. There's not anything. I can't think of anything coming. There's no Call of Duty this year. I don't know anything coming out the rest of the year, to be honest with you. I know there is stuff, but like I, everything got delayed. Head, yeah, everything, everything got, got delayed. delayed the next year, which is fine. 
Yeah, um, I need, honestly, I need to catch up. I need yeah, to catch I ain't up. mad at it, dude. I got a lot of catching up to do. I've started doing some catching up. Um, yeah. And uh, one thing that I started catching up with was a game that we actually talked about last week. Um, me and you have talked about it several times, whether it's on camera or off camera, is uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. Um, Fucking I know amazing game. You always told me, you know, how great that game is. I've always looked at it. I've always, I watched the Hyperlight Drifter trailer probably four dozen times. No, yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Just like thinking about buying, and then I go bu- watch it and I'm like, ah, 20 bucks. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know if I can swing 20 bucks for this. But then like hearing you talk about it so much and then seeing the reviews for it and then like checking out the combat in it, um, it, I was like, you know what? I'm pulling the trigger. I want, I want to be able to play this. I want to be able to talk about it next week. So mm-hmm. I bought Hyperlight Drifter uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I played it for probably about an hour on stream last night. If you want to go check that out, by the way, twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Um, and it's a really freaking good game. Um, I really think, I think I'm going to start enjoying it better the further into it I get. But mm-hmm. uh, just because the combat from the rip is kind of difficult, but I feel like you're going to upgrade yourself to where it'll get easier and better and better feeling as I go along. Um, so like, I, I, I really enjoyed it though. I love that. Speaking of soundtracks, I know we're talking yeah. about it. That soundtrack incredible is soundtrack. so balling, dude. Yeah. Incredible. Um, the atmosphere of that game is like second to none to me. Like between yeah. the music and the pixel art, the way that they use like the, like the, the, the giants that rise out of the ground and you can mm-hmm. like see their faces and first they just look like mountains and then you see the eyes light and then up. And it's like yeah. zombie robots, like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's such a cool, unique world. Um, the gameplay, I think you don't necessarily, up. I mean, you do get upgrades. You get you abilities. Do, you get... I mean, you, you, you up, like I literally, 30 minutes before we started recording, I now have a double dash instead of just a single dash. And I can actually dash like 40 times if I time it right. Yeah, I was um, going to say, that's 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 all timing-based stuff. Um, yeah, but you, before before I upgraded it, I could only dash one time. Yeah, and you'll get, um, you'll get a little, like, you'll get more pips on your gun. You'll get, like, more health. Do you get like different that. guns, or is it just the one gun the whole time? I think you get different guns. Yeah, I think so, I, too, because I saw inventory slots for, like, gun choices. Yeah, you, because you you get, like, a shotgun type later on. Um, I can't remember some of the other ones. The pistols, I still use mainly the pistol. Um, the shotgun's good for, like, up-close stuff. I can't remember any. There, oh, I think there's, like, a sniper equivalent. I think the, like, beams come together like this, and then you release it, and it triggers. Um, That's cool. Uh, some cool stuff. It's all, But it is all timing-based. Like, even mm-hmm. the guns are all timing-based. Your dash is completely... You'll find... Uh, that dash air. window is really tight. It's it- incredibly tight, and you'll find... <laughs> you'll find... Um, like little rooms where you like challenge rooms basically that you don't even know what they are when you first get into them because there's no like text in this game or anything like mm. you don't you don't know what you're doing you just kind of figure it out by doing it it's kind of like Elden Ring in that way where you're I was literally like, one of the first things I said when I started playing it was oh there's no I don't know if there's going to be any dialogue in this there's and, not and then I realized I was like okay cool I actually like that mm-hmm. I was I went into the shopkeeper and it reminded me a lot of tunic yeah, a little um, bit of tuning too. Like it, the way the way that the you know you go and talk to somebody, but instead of getting any kind of dialogue, yeah. you get a, an image of what they're saying, and mm-hmm. it's like 
two or three shots of um, what happened or what kind of story they're trying to tell you. And you kind of have to use context clues just to put it all together. Yeah. And you're um, buying stuff. You don't even know what you're buying until it's like, yeah, you, you eventually figure it out just from context. But yeah, at first, when you go in there to buy stuff, you're like, I don't even know what is money. Like, how do you exactly? Use money? <laughs> oh, exactly. I went in and I was like, okay, um, there's a thing I can buy. It looks like these two little yellow pips are money. Mm-hmm. What are the yellow? I was like, okay, what are these yellow pips? And then like, I go around and I start collecting all these little secret chests and then I get four of them and they come together yep, and they form the yellow pip. And I'm yep. like, oh, I, as I soon as it. that happened, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm going to like this game. So um, the, you'll get further in and there's like these challenge rooms that aren't labeled as such. It's just a room, but you'll be doing those dashes. Like I remember this one that's like, you have to like dash, basically light up all these um, things to, like these platforms to keep from falling in the lava and they're all timed to your dash so if you fuck up any of them you fall in the lava and like it's it's one of the most frustrating things ever but when you finish it you're like it's like beating a dark souls boss you're like oh my god i fucking earned that shit you know yeah like it's very satisfying and you get like a bunch of nice rewards out of it it's not one of those games where the rewards suck which i think is a big problem because anytime you get money in this game you're like oh yeah now i can go buy some i got badass. one i got one coin hell yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um no, but when I first, so the only thing I bought so far is that multi-dash. Cause I was thinking I was, cause I keep getting, you know, there's a reason I hate birds. Mm-hmm. They're knows assholes. That. They're yeah. assholes. Everybody knows um, this game proves that mm-hmm. uh, the bird enemies are my least favorite enemies so far. <laughs> it's just like an Elden Ring. Yep. They are some that. motherfuckers because you can't hit them until they're attacking you. Um, which, um, which direction did you go in? I've gone, I think I've gone like southeast and north. Um, well, so each direction corresponds, to, you're supposed to be gathering something, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but each direction corresponds to like a thing you're supposed to find. So you'll go all the way south, you'll go all the way west, you'll go all the way in directions, and you'll see I mean, I've, I've so far I've had two, I've run into two people on the east side, and the south side, I've gotten two boss locations revealed to me okay. on the map, but I haven't made it to those bosses. I've kind of been like inching my way through and then maybe teleporting back and seeing what's going on. Like I've, I haven't really figured out exactly what my end goal is yet, which don't tell me, don't spoil it. Um, not, just keep going and what, like, don't try to explore the whole map, go through one area and then come back. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Cause something will happen and you'll be like, Oh, okay. I get what I'm doing now. There's the, ch- there, I have found, I have found the like chick drifter girl um, yeah, a couple cool. of different times. She's dope. Like yeah. one of the, um, so you were talking about like the atmosphere and the, and the characters and stuff are, are great. One of the, one of the first things I also said about this game was I think I want to cosplay this guy like uh, he looks cool as shit he's he's so cool and i don't think it would be that hard one thing that like there's something to games that can take something simple and make it awesome like yeah. the the graphics in this game are between 8 and 16 bit graphics and it the it's just the color palette they chose mm-hmm. and the way they use like neon lights and things like that, like the yes. light up stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it's like neon lights, but it's also in this like nature environment. And so it's this cool juxtaposition of like futuristic lighting and colors with this like forest environment. Yeah. Um, and it's super neat. And then like, you got this 
great like bellowing not even orchestral like synth soundtrack behind it (laughs) and it's like what are we doing i don't know what we're doing here it's fucking bonkers like there's no there's no english language there's no any kind of human language in this but like somehow they make this simple thing with no real communication into a thing of beauty and something that you really want to like just try to figure out um and i think that it really does remind me a lot of tunic in that respect but I like the vibe of this game a lot better than I like the vibe of Tunic. I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Same. I think Tunic might have taken a lot of a lot of its cues from this game, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I know everybody's been saying like Dark Souls Tunic, um, but I think more freaking Hyperlight Drifter Tunic. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to that for sure because they, the way that they don't give you any kind of instruction, they just say go explore the world. Um, you're, you'll find shortcuts and stuff like that in this yes. game. They're not nearly as like go through the trees like in Tunic, but um, you definitely find some of the shortcuts and stuff and the like made up language and all that other stuff. Like a lot of that is. Yeah. And it's like, instead of finding uh, one thing that I think Tunic does better is again, the, um, the like Nintendo power booklet that you keep building up on um, in this game, instead of that, you get, you have conversations with people and like you get those kind of hints through these like images that they show you. Yeah. Um, and I wish, I really wish that I could hold on to those images as I move forward. But no, the only time you get to see those is when you're with that person. So I think tunic took some things from hyperlight drifter and built upon them to make something a little more cohesive. Um, but this game dope. Yeah. It's great. It gets it gets the uh, dopeness award the dope seal, seal of approval. The dope seal of approval. <laughs> Put a stamp on it. Put it on the cover. It's got the the much what, what do we call it? The gaming drinking bump. <laughs> it's got it's gonna get the there. You go. Bump. Yep. All four of you listeners out there <laughs> have they love it. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm really digging that game. I can't wait to get more into it. Um, I will I will have another update. Like I said, I have about an hour-long stream of it that I did last night on twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Might do another stream of it tonight. I will do some more streaming for sure, uh, but I'm not sure of what. I've, can, I've been kind of bouncing around, and I'll go over some other stuff I've been playing too. But what do you say we take a quick break, uh, grab another beer, and come back and talk about some other stuff you've been playing? Sounds good. All right, everybody, we'll be right back with more booze and games. Oh. Mine's a bottle and yours is a can, so they're definitely different. Yep. <laughs> nice. Oh, Asahi, okay. It's a special Asahi Breweries Limited Super Dry Asahi. Oh, I've never never had this kind before. Okay. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Gaming and Drinking, episode 17. We have talked some uh, Hyperlight Drifter. We talked some Chrono Cross. And we're back to talk about some more beer real quick. So, yeah, why don't you tell me about that Asahi there one more time? So, my my go-to Japanese beer is uh, Kirin. I love Kirin. Uh, It's a great just relax and sit and drink a beer beer. Asahi is good too. And I saw this one, this super dry. Uh, and oh, it's a product of Italy. 
I thought Asahi was Japanese. It is Japanese, but at the very top right here, it says product of Italy. <laughs> Authentic Japanese recipe. Oh, they outsourced uh, it. I guess so. It's kind of like how I think Sapporo is now made in New York. Okay. Um, but Kirin's still made in Japan. So, but let's see how these Italians did with this Japanese beer. So it's like an extra dry Japanese pilsner. Damn good. It tastes like a Japanese pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> Damn so good. Is it super dry? Yeah. I mean, it's not sweet at all. So I guess so. Um, it's not super dry. <laughs> like, but it's got, you know, like the malts of a pill, the, the, the way that the Japanese style is like the malts of it, give it more body than that super dry implies, you know? So mm. to me, it does like, if you were to put this up beside like a, a Kirin or something like that, I wouldn't be, I would not be like, Oh, this is way drier than that. You know what I mean? Okay. It's good though. I mean, it's very good. I love, I love this style of beer. Like I, you give me a Japanese rice pilsner, like I'm, I'm a rice lager, I should say. Um, I'm going to like it. Um, I am drinking uh, from the brewery in Placentia, California. It's called Plas- Gozes Are Red. Placenta, California? Plus, <laughs> yeah, Placenta, California. No, Placentia, California. Um, close enough, though. Yeah. Weird, weird town weird. name. Yeah. What are you guys uh, doing over there? <laughs> but I loved I loved the can. thought that was cool. It's called Gozes Are Red. It's a Fodor-aged Goza-style oh, ale. I love the Fodor-aged. That's with awesome. Syrah grapes. Um, so yeah. like a wine, a wine based goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 5.6%. Oh, yeah. This is 5.2. Um, it says Goza Red is a stylish, funky, crisp, and tart Goza style ale dancing with Syrah grapes, satisfyingly complex from the time spent in oak voters. This elevated wheat based ale has notes of coriander, spice, and a light saltiness to complement the soft tartness. I'm curious what you think about this because I had an Orpheus white wine sour one time and I hated it. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It um oh it's got like the Syrah grapes definitely give it like a light body. Um other than that, it reminds me of like an Anderson Valley goza, like the watermelon goza a little bit, because it's got that light sweetness kind of like the watermelon but that's from the syrah grapes yeah but that is pretty damn good i ain't mad at it nice Mm. oh yeah got got a good color to it too yeah i do like that color a lot yeah it doesn't look like a goza at all like nothing about it looks like a goza yeah it's a little darker than most gozas yeah a little bit more body to it too Mm mm-hmm ah yum Nice. Yeah, so we back here doing the gaming and drinking thing. Um, uh-huh. Travis, what have you been playing on other than uh, Chrono Cross? So I don't know if you heard, but over April Fool's, there was a talk of a, a game coming back, and uh, it's called The Secret of Monkey Island. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of Secret of Monkey Island, specifically the first two, the ones that are on PC. Well, they are making a new Monkey Island. That's what I'm talking about. But that's not an April Fool's thing. That's actually happening, right? No, I know. It was announced on April Fool's. Though. Okay. Because people thought that, it, that um, because what they're doing, they're bringing back Ron Gilbert and um, the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name, but both of them are coming back to do it. But they announced it on April Fool's as because they thought it would be funny that no one would believe them. 
And then they said it again <laughs> the next day and they were like, no, we're really doing it. Um, but anyway, that got me like in the point and click adventure mood, which is good because there's a bunch of games on Game Pass that are just straight up point and click adventure games. Uh, one of them is Norco, which I'm sure you probably heard about at this point because it's getting a lot of buzz. I have not played that. I'm going to play that. Uh, but I, w- I wanted to dive into this game because this is more like a neo-noir detective mystery. It's called Chinatown Detective uh, Agency. And it is, it's one of those newfangled point and click adventure games where it's kind of streamlined. You, you're not picking out of your inventory and like combining stuff like the rubber chicken in Monkey Island with the pulley, um, that kind of thing. This is way more like you've got like a cell phone in one corner. You've got like a database type thing down at the bottom. You, you can pull up your past conversations. You can pull up text messages, stuff like that. It's set in like 2032 Singapore. Um, it's got this very cyberpunky type vibe where um, some people are robots, some people are uh, just like modified humans. Um, yeah, it looks like eight bit Blade Runner. Yes, it's very Blade Runnery. Um, very, it's, it's it, the pixel art. I think is it looks really nice to me. Um, I but I'm a sucker for pixel art, so maybe don't take that as like a. I, I like I like pixel art, so you give me pixel art, I'm gonna probably enjoy it. Um, but this has the lighting and stuff in it makes it a little, stand out a little bit more. Um, it's got this like green color palette. Everything seems to be at night. Like I was the first thing you do is you go to this like uh, oak tree type thing and you meet this guy there because he wants to meet. He wants you to figure out where he wants you to meet him and you have to kind of figure that out. And that's like the first puzzle of the game. So it's a puzzle in the world, like like in it's diegetic and in the game itself. So you're figuring out a puzzle as the character and also as the player if that makes sense. And so, cause the guy is testing you. And so when you figure it out, then you can meet him and he gives you like the rundown of what your mission is and all this other stuff and everything spins out from there. Uh, but you're like, you're solving these minor puzzles. You're having conversations with people. You're making decisions. It's very much one of those types of games. It's like if Telltale made a game that I don't want to sound snarky, but like was good. I don't want to sound snarky, but I mean, Telltale like, made good games. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't like Telltale games at all. I think they're all not good. Uh, <laughs> but, like, this has, like, the streamlined interface of a Telltale game. I think they're good storytellers. I just don't think the gameplay of the, the, the Telltale games are very good. I mean, they're this very is, cut and paste. Yeah, and it's, like, the, the decision-making, the branching paths, and those were, like, oh, you know, Clementine's going to remember this but it ain't going to have any impact on the story because it's going to end exactly where it ends. I played the first Walking Dead trying to get, trying to save Booker the entire time or whatever, I think it was Booker, the entire time. There's not, he loses an arm no matter what you do and then he dies at the end no matter what. Like you, there's nothing that, you, there's no branching anything. It just, anyway, let's not rant about Telltale. Um, <laughs> People but, love that first season of Walking Dead, dude. The, I think the first season of Walking Dead is fine. Uh, it's also after playing that i think i went and played remember they did speaking of monkey island they did those like newer versions of them mm-hmm. on xbox live arcade or whatever i went and played those immediately after and was like oh my these are such better games you know like it's like night and day but anyway um so i digress if <laughs> but like there's way more gameplay in this there's way more puzzle solving figuring stuff out like having conversations that actually matter that people are going to respond to inside the game that isn't just like you know somebody a brings dialogue up a line, exactly difference. somebody brings up a line of dialogue later that reminds you that you 
made a decision that you were kind of an asshole or something. Um, but the end result is always, it's the, always same. the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you play as this woman who is a former police officer and she's now a private eye, very familiar trope. Um, but the way they do it in a video game, I don't really think there's not a lot of that kind of, there's a lot of that stuff in film and TV shows, but there's not a lot of that kind of detective stuff in video games. And most detective stuff is just an excuse for you to go pe beat people up in most video games. This is way more like you are actually doing detective solving stuff. You're going to crime scenes, you're uh, going through like text messages, text logs, things like that, all in this like really nicely rendered and really prettily lit uh, 8 bit style that is really striking. The voice acting is phenomenal. Um, everyone is Chinese or like some form of Chinese because you're in Singapore. So there's like, it's all in English, but they have like what sounds to be like a realistic uh, dialect of English. Where is there like, voice acting or is it all text? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what okay. I mean is it's, it's voice acted. It sounds good. Like it sounds like real Chinese people doing, not like, not like fake accents. Like a lot of times you'll see Chinese people, Chinese Americans doing like fake accents inside of a Chinese movie, like an American movie. And that always sounds fake to me, but this sounds like real Chinese people doing like American or speaking English. Um, so the voice acting is really good. It also lends it an air of authenticity. And it's just got this really nice moody detective story that, that I'm really vibing with. And it's pretty short from what I can tell. I think it's like five hours, six hours long. Okay. So something, something you can like get into and then kind of blast through. I'm going to finish it. I'm about, I think I'm about like halfway through at the moment, but. Okay. Um, really, really digging it. I'm going to share uh, this image that I'm that I just pulled up of the game um, real quick, just mm -hmm. to kind of like this right here mm -hmm. gives off such Blade Runner vibes. Yeah, it's definitely that, going for that's like, like Blade Runner, um, the Blade Runner 2078 or whatever, too. Yeah, like, I just I could not like you can't get more Blade Runner than that. <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean basically anything that's set in like a cyberpunk future is going to be cribbing from blade runner unless they do something completely different which but especially point, like the giant the giant holographic advertisement with an yeah. asian lady like standing there with looking all, yeah like it, it's yeah so blade runner and um that's if you're gonna if you're gonna take from a piece of sci-fi uh media that's the one to go for like if maybe you're gonna the most go for it. influential yeah and that's what the game looks like too like you're going through that city and exploring it and, and interacting with the people of that city and it's it's very cool got some replicants running around there it's weird because <laughs> there, there there's ai like the whole thing is about rampant ai but it's not really like rope it is kind of robot -y stuff but you'd have to see it they do it a little bit different than blade runner it's not as uh not violent, but like there, cause there is violence, but it's, it's just a different spin on that kind of tale. Is there combat? No. Okay. So it's all just detective and, and point and click adventure. Yeah. It's like almost all the old um, point and click adventure games where there's not like, if there's combat, it's like a quick time event. Um, cause even the old Blade Runner adventure game, which is amazing by the way, and you should definitely play it. Uh, it's one of my favorite games. I love that game. It's one of the first adventure games I played. Uh, even that game had like shooting, but you're just dragging your mouse around the screen and shooting at things uh, with a cursor that turns into a crosshair. Mm -hmm. And it was, I remember back when I played it, it's very frustrating. Action in adventure games is almost universally bad. So most of the time they just don't bother with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this game does not have that or anything. Okay. 
Yeah, definitely seems like something I could get into. Um, it's very good. I used to love the old Lucas Arts adventure games, um, mm-hmm. and this seems, you know, they've come a long way in adventure games since then. I've gone back and tried to play a couple of the old Lucas Arts games, um, like uh, Maniac Mansion, um, and the old Sam and Max games, and they don't feel as good as I remember them feeling. No. Um, after playing modern adventure games where they've kind of streamlined a lot of that stuff uh mm-hmm. going back to those is tough they haven't aged as well as i thought they did that's why i like the new monkey island uh remakes because they kind of you could go you could go back to the scum like style where it had like you know pick up like the 40 different actions on the bottom row or you could go to the modern version which was just like click on something and it has like a context sensitive icon that morphs with whatever you're trying to like if you're trying to pick up an object it'll go to the pickup screen if you're trying to like talk to somebody it'll switch to talk to um it, like that kind of interface i think this is what that this, this game also has that kind of interface and i think that works for our modern sensibilities just so much better than you know trying to have like the the action bar at the bottom that you're picking items out of that just that's a lot of time it's a lot dude and and half the time it's like these like really vague icons on the bottom uh-huh. that like you don't know what they actually mean like it'll yeah, be a hand but that hand will mean either pick up or slap yeah. or or twist like it, it, it it'll mean like times, 40 different things a lot of times you just you'd have to like pixel hunt and mm-hmm. most modern ones have like either like a shiny thing that sh- pops up when you can interact with it or your cursor changes when you drag over it which is what this game does um okay I, I, it would probably work on like the switch i think i don't think there's any reason why it couldn't um i don't know if it's on switch or not but like I you feel mean like, like having, in handheld mode like tapping or do you mean no, like, using like the you cursor? Can drag your drag your your thumb as a cursor um or your thumbstick but i think there's something to like a point and click game that you do with the mouse like there's it just feels better to me because i played i played like sam and max on the, the xbox 360 or not sam and max uh, monkey island and that's not the way to play <laughs> it's better it's definitely better with a mouse and keyboard. oh for sure for sure um yeah i I looked at this one the other day and I thought about downloading it, but then I I'm glad I didn't cause you did. And I downloaded a uh, hyperlight drifter instead. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that choice. I will say. Yeah. Um, stuff. I do want to play this game eventually though, but yeah, I can get it anytime cause it's on game pass. Game pass continues to be by far the best value in video games <laughs> yeah it's like that announcement for the new playstation stuff came out and then that like nobody's talking about it anymore people yeah. still two years later are talking about game pass all yeah. the time like that's it's not even comparable not at all um yeah so overall if you had to give it a rating what are you thinking right now like a one to ten to me it's it's a like a 7.5 because uh, it's not going to be for everybody, but it's if you're looking for this type of game, it is it's one of the best ones, better ones of those that I've seen the past few years. I like this style of game, and if you don't like it, you're not going to like it. But if you're into something like this and you want that kind of, if you're into like noirish mysteries and cyberpunk type stuff, but not necessarily like an action vibe, the reason I downloaded it originally was because I was like, I'm in like a mood where I just want to chill with something and not like you know not do any twitch reflexes or worry about slid, you know, surviving or whatever like i just want to kind of vibe with something and this was literally i couldn't tell you how perfect it was i was just like oh this is exactly what i wanted um so if you're in that kind of mood and you feel like that kind of chill vibe and you want a little something cozy that, game action 
little cozy game action, a little like maybe if you're if you're doing some some stuff that that makes your senses enhanced a little bit, um, then you can you can vibe with this kind of game. So you were stoned. I'm not saying that I was, but I'm not saying that I wasn't either. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, it is a perfect stoner game because you you can just chill like it's because of the context sensitive like cursor changes and stuff you can kind of zone out and you're never going to be confused about what you're supposed to do because you can just i mean you can be confused about what you're supposed to do but if you're on a screen you're like just keep clicking until something happens you know um <laughs> and the mood the mood of it all i think just works it just vibes really well how's so. the soundtrack it's good I, I wouldn't say that it's like like if you're looking for a blade runner-esque soundtrack it's not that like it doesn't have that i, I feel like it'd be kind of dumb to try to copy that like the visuals are already there. You don't want to do like this Vangelis style score where it's like a saxophone in the background that, that lifts every time they go through a neon light. <laughs> um, but it's good. I mean, it, it fits the mood of the thing. It, it's not Hyperlight Drifter, but you know what it is when it comes to soundtrack. I feel like a Hyperlight Drifter type soundtrack would go good with this style of game. It does. I mean, it's, it's synth heavy and has like that kind of thing. There's just not a lot of music in it. Um, because when you're when you're in the like gameplay itself when you're searching around when you're doing the detective stuff there's not really any music so it's really only in the cutscenes and uh like when you're talking to people sometimes that you get a little bit of that music like when you're traveling in between areas there's music you can get on a train um and it has like our subway there's like nice stuff there but it, it doesn't like stand out in my mind or anything is anything incredible nothing nothing super special about that but but just fits it, it fits the vibe of the whole game okay all right well yeah that is uh chinatown detective agency um trying to go through and see which one i should talk about here because i've been playing i've played a lot of games that i haven't played before um i think what i want to want to talk about though is some some gloomhaven okay um I have been on a serious board game kick lately, um, especially since we played that round of Descent last week. And speaking of which, are you in for this Sunday? Maybe. It depends on when we get back from Salisbury. Okay. Um, yeah, we are. We, we did that round of Descent a couple Sundays ago, um, but I – really want to play some more games that are board game mechanics heavy rpg style games and um i've heard a lot about gloomhaven and i've for the past like two years i've been thinking about buying the actual board game but then now i've got this pc and you know i can play it by myself and not have to like depend on having to be able to get a group of people together um, I can play now a D&D style board game anytime I want. Uh, and Gloomhaven is, it's scratching that itch. Um, I started playing a few nights ago. Um, I've done a couple of dungeons every night since then. Okay. Um, basically, it is a board game dungeon crawler completely on your PC, which is fucking fantastic so one of the biggest um issues with these dungeon crawler type of games playing them in person is the setup like having to have eighty thousand different pieces that you're having to set up every time you want to play the game the the it's so convenient to be able to have the board in place already 
And then whenever you open a door for the next room of the dungeon, it's just, it's there. So, all the pieces are there. So it, it, it doesn't look like a video game. It looks like a board game. Yeah. It's got hexagonal, uh, or hexagonal. I don't know. Fuck. It's got the, the board already there. It's got the enemy set up on the board. You're drawing your cards that you want to play. Um, are the, are the figures animated? Yes, they do animate, and yeah. it's and it it does add a layer of immersion into it, even beyond playing it as a board game. Does it um, build out as you like? You know how when we're playing, like you open that door and it it it, it does it, the it yes, it builds exactly like that. And so, so you see the pieces like fall down and like no, like it just it it like they kind of just like appear. Um, oh, they don't okay. fall down like uh, that would be cool. That would be a cool animation, <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, they they appear and then like the the bad guys appear, um, and you know it all. Um, one thing that's not a thing in Descent that is in this is initiative. So like, mm-hmm. um, all the different cards you have roll different, for initiative. Yeah, so you don't roll for initiative in this game. Um, every so your movement and your attack and your actions are all on this like deck of cards that you have for your character and you don't have to draw them randomly. They're all laid out in a column. And then you pick two of those cards um, that you're going to use for your turn. Each of those cards has a movement action and an ability action on there. And for each, for you, you draw two cards and on each turn you are doing the movement action from one card and the ability action from the other card. Uh, and you are each of those cards you have also has an initiative whichever card you draw first that's the initiative that you get so whether you want to go first or last in the turn like if you want to go first in the turn you want to pull a card that's got very low initiative because the lower your initiative score the the quicker you're going to go in your turn if you want the enemies to move closer to you so then you can do an action and get to them then you want to draw a higher number initiative so you go last um and it's it's definitely different mechanics than in descent uh but it's similar enough to where once you learn the the biology of the cards then you can really get into it and and know what you're doing and if you've played descent you'll know how to play this game um it's very playing it solo is interesting um I'm going through the one thing that they have in the digital version that they don't have in the board game version is this mode called Guildmaster mode, where it's actually um, basically a tutorial quest line where you are going through and recruiting every class type into your party. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after each mission, basically each mission is kind of like a little mini tutorial of how to play each class. Uh, which you don't get in the board game, which I think is, it's very helpful in this game. Um, I've so far, I have done the brute. I've done the ranger. I've done the mage. And as you Um, recruit them, you then get to play as that class. So you learn how to play that class. Yes, but I haven't done it. I'm still in the guild master mode. I'm still recruiting. I don't know how many classes there are, but I'm still just playing individual tutorial missions for each class uh, at the moment. So you and, don't know what it's like when you go to the regular scenario mode and they build a scenario for you and you are just questing like you would if you were playing the regular game? Yeah, I haven't started the campaign yet, okay. um, which I'm very interested to do that. But it's uh, 
this game is very mechanics heavy and I'm trying to do all these tutorials before I start that first actual quest. Um, Cause there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's mechanics that descent doesn't have. Like there's this one thing called infusing where you basically, there are certain abilities that will infuse the entire map with a certain element, whether that's dark or fire or water or whatever. And then your other characters will have abilities that will be boosted based on whatever the environment is infused with. Um, so there's a lot of synergies that go into just different types of tactics for this, for this. And um, so it's, it would be really interesting, I think, to get a group or a few people together to try to like get together and see how you can mash this up together and uh, see what happens. But doing it, doing it solo, I'm, I'm still figuring all that stuff out. Um, but so far, my favorite class has definitely been the Ranger because uh, you know how I said there's like an ability section and a movement section on the cards. A lot of the Ranger cards will have either multiple attacks on the top half of the card or it'll be in a move and an attack on the top half of the card. So you get a movement and an attack plus an extra movement. So like really good at doing a lot of damage and getting the fuck out of there. So um, you're, you're combining those cards in tactical ways just like you would in say the descent or something yes. like that like yeah. you want you want them to synergize with each other to make your turn as powerful and also safe as you can right like yeah but then once you back. use once you use those cards they go into a discard pile and you can't use them again until you take a rest um and then when you take a rest you have to burn a card uh burn a card from your discard pile or burn two cards from your draw pile um in order to basically re-enter like restock your deck so what happens um, to those cards they are unplayable for the rest of the mission oh but then you go out of like the dungeon and you get them back yeah, yeah. but it definitely makes it it's another tactical step that it's, you have to think so, about it's so you can't just like rest every 30 steps and then get have all your cards back right i see yeah but i mean you only have you only have like starting out six to eight cards that you're drawn from so you have to rest every few turns which means you're burning through your cards and they'll go away and then like you also have to think about not only what abilities on them but how what's the initiative number on them mm -hmm. um because it's like well i could burn this shitty card but it's got a really low initiative i want to go first i need to keep that card right um so, so, it, there's, so there's a layer of tactics on top of all there's that. a there's a lot of tactical layers into this game and it's really fun to think about like even going through these tutorial missions there's a couple of them where i've failed twice before i beat the tutorial mission for each character and um it's because it's set up almost like a puzzle box like it's like mm -hmm. there there's a way to do this and mm -hmm. you have to figure out what the steps are to get through uh because in the tutorials it'll be like all right um, you need to defeat all the people in this room and then pick up all the gold in this room in one turn. And there is a specific card order and setup that you would have to do in order to do that. Anything else won't work. Um, that and, might just be like in the tutorial because they're trying yes. to teach you how to maximize each turn. Exactly. Right? But then I'm thinking about it like once you get into the game, you have to be thinking in that same mindset because otherwise right. you'll get swarmed or you'll burn a wrong card and you'll be fucked. So I've heard right. I've heard this game is very punishing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you have to be very careful in the decisions you make. Um, 
sure. So it's, it's definitely uh, one that is going to require a lot of thought and a lot of practice and one that I really cannot wait to dive more into. Yeah. That I've sounds thought, really cool. I've thought about streaming it, but then I'm like, I don't know if that's a good streaming game. Cause it's going to be a lot of me sitting there. Like what the fuck do I need to do next turn? Yeah. Very slow, but also <laughs> very rewarding. I think those are hard. Those are hard games to stream, but I also think the audience that likes that stuff, they're there for that anyway. So I think if we had, I think if it wasn't, I think if you jumped in or if I had somebody jump in with me, I think it'd be a good game to stream. Yeah. But I think solo, I don't think it's a good streaming game. I think you need multiplayers and you need those conversations um, to well, be able just, to get a good stream out of that. I just bought it. So yeah. Hell yeah. And Vampire Survivors for 269. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Good deal. Um, but yeah, that's Gloomhaven. Um, I haven't decided. I really like the uh, mage class. Like there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of elemental and fusion that goes into that. Apparently Mm -hmm. that's one of the much harder classes to handle because there is an extra layer of tactical, uh, thought that rolls into having to infuse and know which cards to burn with that. Um, but I think the Ranger class is the one I want to go with so far because there's like poison damage. There's like they're very mobile. You know, I'm all about some mobility characters. Hell yeah. Um well, you, you sold me on it. That that sounds fucking awesome. It's great. It's it's like descent without the hour of setup before and after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. So we should we should definitely jump into that. Um but yeah, have you been uh, have you been playing anything else? Uh, mostly, um, you know, retro games. I've been playing Legend of Dragoon, Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, uh, messing with my Ambernick and my Steam Link, trying to get Retro Arch working. Basically, getting ready for the Steam Deck to come out because that's going to be the next big thing for me. Um, but that's, uh, I've been playing a lot of classic games. We're, we're in that lull right now, so I'm really trying to, I, I, I have an idea for a story I want to do, speaking of the gaming and drinking website, where I want to play through all of the Final Fantasies from one all the way through to hopefully finish like right when 16 is about to come out, because it's supposed to come out sometime this year. I don't think a lot I'll, of Final Fantasy, dude. I don't think I'll get through all <laughs> that, but I, I do want to play through one through six, because all those pixel remasters just came out. Um, and I kind of want to play through those on the Steam Deck, but I'm probably just going to play through like one, two, and three, and probably four uh, on the Ambernick, like the classic SNES mm-hmm. style versions. I'll, I'll have the some hacks that I'm going to use that make maybe the stuff a little bit smoother. Um, but I'm going to finish Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger, and then I'm going to work on that project. I think that's a good. That'd be a Hell fun yeah. thing, fun thing to write up. Just like my experiences with the pixel art, like pre 3D Final Fantasies. Hell yeah. Um, one through six would be fun. So mm-hmm. look for that in the future. That's one thing I'm going to be working on because I played them all before. Uh, and I played, I play four probably once every year, but I haven't played one and two, three, five or six in probably 10 years. So. Okay. It'll be interesting. Hell yeah. Um, I started final. I bought final fantasy, like the original NES cartridge couple years ago and i was playing it on a god what the hell was that thing called the retro the retron five retron yeah i was playing on the retron and then that thing just shit the bed on me um because it's made out of like the cheapest 
cheapest parts I've ever seen. Piece of junk. Yeah, but I still have the cart, uh, and so I need to find I need to find like a working NES to play that on, because mm-hmm. um, I do have that CRT out in my living room that I would love to. That would be so dope. The music in that game is so good, and seeing that game on a CRT uh, brings back memories. Hell yeah. Um, so I've been playing a couple other games. I think, um, I'll hold off on talking about most of them. One thing I did want to touch on, cause we were talking about this in the break was I have been trying to play some more dragon quest 11. Um, been having Great some video game. fucking, yeah, I know. I want to, I want to keep playing it, but I've been having some issues that I don't know how to fix. And it is getting to the point where I can't play the game. Um, so when I open it up, uh, I get the the opening cutscene and the music starts playing and everything's fine. And mm. then when I load into my game, the audio has gone. There's absolutely it is muted 100%. And I've gone into the audio settings. Uh, every I've got all the audio turned up. I've made sure my output settings on my on my Windows end are good. Um, but there is just absolutely no audio in the game. None. And um, I, I don't know what that could be. I've tried to find Reddit threads. Um, it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I uninstalled it and reinstalled it. Uh, same issue popped up. I, I don't think, I don't think I can finish uh, Dragon Quest Eleven because of this, this glaring issue. That's so weird. I, I, I okay. So I just looked it up. Um, it seems to be exclusive to Game Pass. Weird, really? bizarre bug. Yeah. Um, the Steam Steam does not seem to have Steam has stuttering and stuff like that, but the uh, sound where you're talking about where the game doesn't play at all seems to be a, a Game Pass issue. That's crazy. Like, how do they how do they not have that fixed? That's that is a huge problem. I've played enough of that game to where I want to complete it. and all of a sudden like it's the weirdest thing is that the audio plays just fine on the opening cutscene. but then even at the main menu like as soon as i get past that opening cutscene, the main menu audio okay i got okay i do have one scenario that you can try re-download direct x okay that that seems to be the thing that a lot of people are saying works okay i'll try that try to re-download your direct x drivers um which you fuck like if DirectX for some reason gets itself uh, messed up in some way, it will mess up so many different things. DirectX is a, I mean, very powerful set of software, but like all these issues can arise from it all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've had to reinstall DirectX and then shit just works. <clears throat> okay. I'll give that a shot and I will uh, keep you posted next week. It's such a weird thing. Like it's weird how Game Pass has like these very specific issues that are only on game pass like i remember when halo infinite came out i had the like hd textures installed and the game wouldn't launch because of that and i oh looked, yeah i looked at it and it was like this is only a game pass issue it's not it doesn't happen on steam but if you launch the game with with hd textures installed uh it, it will like not load and so i had to delete the hd textures it's like what's the point of having the, <laughs> the yeah, hardware why? i have if i can't <laughs> play with hd textures but they Jeez. i mean they fixed that bug after but it's weird that you can have like you would think it'd be the same install, right? <laughs> but it, apparently it's yeah. not. Like, there's two different versions of these games, the one on Steam and the one on Game Pass. That's so it, weird. It doesn't make any sense to me, but, like, obviously we are laymen when it comes to that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I know that one thing that had an issue was because Game Pass used to 
hide the game files so that you couldn't like mod them or do anything with them like you didn't uh, own the game so they okay. were like these are hidden from you but now because like microsoft bought bethesda they want you to be able to mod pc games because like what's the point of having a pc if you're not going to do mods for them are they going to let you mod bethesda games you can you they, they fix all on that. xbox so, yeah so you can so you can you can mod on xbox as well like the xbox but on pc you can now see your install path i don't know if you've noticed this but when you install um game pass games they give you an option and a direct a directory option now which they used to yeah. not do that so most of them by default now install it like xbox games or c you know double slash xbox games which before they were just hidden you never had you couldn't even see them um but now they install like an xbox games directory so okay they're working on it they're, they're getting there um that's good because they need to do that they need to make them moddable i mean i think within the next couple of years hopefully um they will have this bug this xbox game pass bug issue that i think a lot of games have had down to a minimum because it seems to be like a lot of the the better games on xbox uh, on game pass have have issues that are only linked to game pass yeah um so i have more than once so if i if i can't fix this dragon quest 11 stuff though i'm not going to be able to finish that game and i'm not going to buy it if i like i'm just not going to waste my money halfway through on a one save and starting over yeah yeah but anyways hey what do you what do you say we take one more break and then come back and uh lock this thing down sounds good all right everybody we will be right back with a little bit more booze and a little bit more games Mm. boom sprayed all over my face just the way you like it Oh, it's beautiful. Nice and foamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Gaming and Drinking, episode 17. I am Adam, that is Travis, and we are here to make sweet love to your ear holes. It's always with the ear holes. And eyeballs. I forgot to intro the show with the ASMR. I meant to do that. Well, I'm glad today. that you forgot, because I feel like that would have been strange. <laughs> Well, I said I was going to do it last week. I guess it'll just have to be saved for episode 18. Oh, Oh, you love it. You love it. It sounds more like we're doing like bad NPR than ASMR. (laughs) BNPR instead of ASMR. Yeah. (laughs) G&D BNPR. (laughs) G&D BNPR. Hey, that that might be something. That could be like a separate (laughs) podcast. Patreon five dollars and up, you get the G and D BPNR, where we literally do a podcast with nothing but very with soft, strength. very soft so speaking. Just we got over here, we got a little <laughs> bit, of, a little bit of Chrono Cross in this corner. Got a little bit. Of... I've been playing Microsoft Solitaire. <laughs> Actually, it's, <laughs> it's like the perfect game to play for. A bad we could game. talk about we could talk about Minesweeper on hard. <laughs> No one wants to talk about Minesweeper on hard. I I love me some Minesweeper. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, on hard. Fuck yeah, on hard. Dude, I I can fuck some Minesweeper up on hard. I'm not even kidding. You can beat Minesweeper on hard? Yep. Let me see it. I'll I'll stream it. I'll stream it. You need to do that, but you have to talk. Dude, oh my God. You have to talk in the, in the, 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 um, in the NPR voice? In the NPR voice the that's, whole time. It's, that's going to happen. That is now a thing that is going to happen. I'm going to play Minesweeper in my NPR voice 
Yeah. And it's going to be amazing. On hard. People are going to hate the shit out of me, but I don't care. <laughs> it's going to be great. Extra, get extra drunk before you do it. So you get oh, fuck yeah. while you're doing it. Oh, man. Nah, but uh, <laughs> that's not why we're here. What's that? Oh, we're not. Uh, so, yeah, I um, I actually this one is in a crowler or a growler. I don't know what the it's a it's a crowler. crowler. It's, a can. it's a can. It's a crowler. Yeah. Um. So one of the breweries that I distribute is Hazelwood. Fantastic and uh, they really are. They're in Lexington, South Carolina. Uh, Matt, the owner slash head brewer is a is a friend of mine. And I went over there to get some samples today. He gave me this one. It is called Constellations. Um, really, there's no can art. This is just their Crowler can. But it is a uh, Belgian strong brewed with their own local hops. Matt has been growing hops since he was 15. And uh, amongst other things similar to hops. <laughs> um so yeah they uh they do a great set of local all locally sourced stuff so they've got their local hops um and i think i don't know if it's local malts or not but um yeah constellations belgian strong 7.1 percent right over there in lexington my friend brandy's favorite beer yeah brandy Mm -hmm. blue yep hmm Oh, that's yummy. Mm-hmm. Nice and malty. It's got like a smoky on the back end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got her the, um, for Christmas one year, I got her the uh, barrel aged, like it was aged in like a cherry wine or no cherry something. So I gave it like a fruity cherry flavor on top of the triple. It was really good. So it was like a constellations, like a cherry constellations. It was like, yeah, barrel aged cherry constellations. Yeah. Very okay. Good. Nice. Yeah. So if uh, you ever get the chance, they, they only do um, uh, kegs. They don't do any kind of can distribution. Uh, But if you are ever in the Midlands of South Carolina and you find a place that has Hazelwood, which a lot of them do because people love it around here, um, definitely try whatever Hazelwood they got. And you're, you're not going to go wrong with anything they've got. You'll be happy with it. Yeah. So constellations is definitely a good one um they've got several other ones that are coming out next week that i will probably be sampling as well um but anyways uh we only have a couple more things to talk about as far as games go uh one of which is this new kingdom hearts dog so let me let me ask you something Adam. did you play kingdom hearts 3 uh no i bought the entire package for me too 60 and I bucks was gonna, i was gonna replay starting from one i started and I about halfway through one and it was like this game fucking sucks i was so pissed <laughs> at one that like i didn't even continue it i owned so the I, first three i beat i've beaten two i've beat beaten two, two as came, well when, when i was a kid out, yeah it was a, it's a great game i really like that game one sucks i got mm-hmm. to the uh ursula kingdom the little mermaid it is some yeah. of the most frustrating level design i've ever seen i think i got game. to the aladdin level that one's also sucks. They also yeah. that game's terrible. Um, two, I remember being very good. I'm, but the reason I didn't play two leading into three is because I was like, I have really fond memories of this game. I feel like if I play it again, it's gonna shatter this. Might ruin it. Also, yeah. like they've gotten so out there with the story 
See, yeah, I, I don't point, mind that stuff. I, I think that stuff's fun. Like, I do too, but it's like, do I have to play like every single Kingdom Hearts to know what no, the fuck is going on? No, you just watch a really on? good watch a really good recap. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to watch a really good recap and then play through two again and then play three leading up to four. Are you going to play through two or and ruin your memories? I'm going to start it, and if it sucks, then I'm going to stop and just play through three. Okay, I think that's a better idea. Yeah. Uh, but now, today, uh, we have this new trailer that came out for kingdom hearts four mm-hmm. and it looks to me like kingdom hearts four aka final fantasy 17 Sora um, has regular feet now sora has regular feet there's a lot of final fantasy ass shit going on in there it doesn't it doesn't look final fantasy to me so much as uh why don't you why don't you bring up that trailer so the yeah so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna watch i'm just gonna show what we got going on here it looks to um, me a little more like a kid in King Arthur's court, kind of, because he looks like he's in like New York City, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. It looks like uh, New York. And and the thing that blew my mind the most, the reason I say King, uh, Final Fantasy instead of Kingdom Hearts is these realistic graphics they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, the character designs. They've completely changed Sora's character design. Sora looks like a Final Fantasy character, more of a Final Fantasy character than than he already did. Yes, like he looks like he looked before. He looked like a like a ten to twelve ish Final Fantasy, like a nine to twelve ish Final Fantasy character. Mm-hmm. Now he looks like a modern like fifteen Final Fantasy character. But then um, they go to these like the Disney scenes look very Kingdoms Kingdom Hearts ish. Like that, the, the but look at Sora runner. right there, dude. Yeah, Sora look. looks straight up. He looks like he looks like Noctis. Yeah, he does. He looks like, and also they took away all his chains, all his wallet chains, which I'm really upset about. Is that Kyrie? That can't be. I don't know, dude. I don't no, know. Any, have, I don't know Kyrie anything have... about these stories anymore, dude. But where are his wallet chains? That's and my why question. Is he in New York. This is Quadratum. Yeah. Quadratum. Quadratum. Oh, it looks that part looks more like Tokyo, I guess. I guess it could be Tokyo, but it doesn't look anything like the fantasy. It's almost like the new Matrix where Neo is in like the real world. Yeah, but tell me this guy doesn't look like Calamity Ganon, whatever he raises up. (laughs) I mean, that's what the Heartless look like in the games, too. That 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 actually looks more like the games than any of this other stuff. I almost feel like none of this. Yes, he does look like it looks like a Heartless Calamity Ganon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I feel like none of this is going to be in the actual game because they've already said they're this is built in Unreal Four and they're going to move to Unreal Three after. The running looks very Sora. That's like the, his, that Sora his physicality. Does, yeah. His physicality yeah. still looks like Sora, and the but the, like the Keyblade looks like a Keyblade. Oh hell yeah! But dude, this this mobility looks better than yeah. any Kingdom Hearts I have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, if if that if the the chain stuff, I mean, this is all like basically not real at this point. This is not a game yet, so I mean, it's coming will, out next year, but apparently, this will. I'm, but I'm sure it's all going to change. Like, I bet this world isn't even in the game. Oh, it way. is. It a hundred percent is. I don't know. They wouldn't put something in, like a, an entire environment and world that's not going to be in the game at all, dude. I don't know any game developer that's done that. Oh, they, they, but like not, this isn't even the Disney stuff. So like they didn't show any Disney shit in there, but it's almost like they didn't want to pay for the, did Disney you see license. the end though? Did you see the end? With, with Donald Japanese and, and, goofy and Donald Yeah, Donald and goofy. Yeah. But I love hearing Japanese goofy. I wish I could play it, but yeah. I don't want to get DMCA. 
he's like, <laughs> I, actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try. You should. <laughs> you should definitely try. You should do it on camera for everyone. Yes. All right. Done. <laughs> Guru. That's goofy. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you were doing Donald. Oh hell no. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It doesn't it's say. It doesn't say it's coming out in twenty. Where did you get twenty twenty three from? Because I didn't hear that. Oh, I thought I, I thought I, I saw I it was coming out in twenty twenty three. I don't think that. I, I don't know, but I don't. I didn't. No, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. What was I thinking of? Uh, probably that. I think I was thinking. List. Nope. I think I was thinking of Hyperlight Breaker. Yeah, the early access is twenty twenty three. That's yeah, that's true. Yep. But yeah, um, so the reason we bring that up is to lead into the NV- Nvidia leaks, which came out last year but continue to uh prove themselves right yeah um, so chrono cross was rumored that's come out kingdom hearts 4 was a big one on there that is now confirmed they've predicted god of war ragnarok or the god of war and horizon um ports PC on versions. PC. uh they've they, they basically everything that they've leaked has come to fruition uh, there's some things to take with a grain of salt. Like most of these things are prototypes. So even if the companies are working on them, it they doesn't get canceled. That, exactly. Because uh, there's the Injustice 3, More Combat 12 thing. And I can almost guarantee you that NetherRealm was just working on one or the other and not both. But they're probably prototyping both. So that's why they're both on that list. I hope it's I hope it's Injustice 3. I do too. Fuck, I hope it's Injustice 3. Those but games I'll are take, so good. I'll take Mortal Kombat 12 though. I love Mortal Kombat 11. That game was so fucking good. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the more interesting ones, Final Fantasy IX Remake, because we just got a remaster of nine last year, um, or two years ago, I think. And it was it was just a straight port with a little bit of quality of life stuff, kind of like the Chrono Cross remaster. But this seems to be more people are saying like remake, but I don't expect it to be a Final Fantasy VII remake style. I mean, game. I would if if they if they haven't if, even finished Final Fantasy VII remake. Dude, Square Enix is going to do whatever the fuck they want at whatever pace they want. Like, that is, if we know one thing about Square, it's that they say, fuck you to everybody. We do what we want. But it's, I mean, nine is a beloved game, but I don't feel like it's as beloved as like eight. Why wouldn't you do, if you're going to do remakes of all of them, do eight first and then do nine? Because like fuck a, you, that's why. Yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> eight is a very beloved game, although some people hate it. Um, but I think for the most part, people have really come around on that game. I don't know uh, what. I don't know what the like I know that Square they don't pay attention to just their American audience. They also pay attention a lot to their Japanese audience. Yeah. Um I don't know what the Japanese uh memories of 7, it's, 8 it's, and 9 are. Yeah. Um it well, might be different well over there. It might yeah, be a different true. story over there as far as like what they what they expect from them as far as the remasters and remakes go though. It's also weird that I mean this is the company that put out a remaster of the sequel to a game that they do not have a remaster for on any of the systems that they put the sequel out on. They they put out Chrono Cross remastered, but you can't play Chrono Trigger even on the SNES like virtual emulator that they have on the Switch. There's no way to play Chrono Cross except illegally or with SNES hardware. Like there's literally no way to play it. But well, it's one no, of the most... no, 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 no. You can play, oh, it, you can play on it on DS. Steam. DS and Steam. Yeah, that's right. DS, Steam, um, and the PS1 and, and mobile. They you oh. play on mobile for like 10 bucks. Yeah, but that who's gonna play that? Ugh. 
I know, but that's that's the you know that in their head they're like but everybody saying, can play this at this point. I'm saying like I guess for a Japanese audience, mobile is one way to go. But to have it, the Chrono Cross came out on PS4 and Switch, and there's no way to play the the previous game in the series on those platforms when all they had to do was slap the ROM out and people would pay 20 bucks for it you know they would they'd do it right the fuck now like it would Dude, sell like crazy could you imagine i know this is just me spitballing but could you imagine if they remade chrono trigger that would be nuts i'd love that it would do- it would they should why don't they is the question i would rather them do it in like a ps2 style like not quite like i don't want it to be final fantasy 7 remake although that would be fucking cool as shit too don't get me wrong i would take you want it to still I'll be turn based yeah but I'll, I'll take like but i'm saying like make it look like a ps2 game not necessarily like a modern ps5 game although be, only because i feel like it would take way too long but give me a ps5 version of chrono that would look dope as shit so. right dude chrono <laughs> even even with him being a snes sprite is still one of the coolest looking characters that yeah, has ever existed he's very cool looking um, yeah, we're just giving Square money here. I don't know why they're not taking our advice. Um, but anyway, so the leaks are going. Mm. Uh, there's some cool stuff that they've... Yeah, very nice. There's some yep. cool stuff on that list uh, from... Um, God, what, what, what's some of the stuff? That, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Remake. That's one of the rumors, which when, they, when we saw that PlayStation conference and they showed that game that was totally Final Fantasy Tactics in everything but name... Yeah, I thought that's what that was because of that was a big rumor because of the NVIDIA leaks that's been rumored for a while now. Well, now um, they've got Tactics Ogre. Yeah, Tactics in, Ogre. In, in the leak as well. Well, and, and, well, the Tactics Ogre is funny because they just renewed the trademark on Tactics Ogre like last week. So that's it's also, gonna happen. that's probably true as well. So there's a lot, basically everything in this list is coming to, to fruition. Who did this? Who at NVIDIA decided that this needs to happen? <laughs> Like I, don't, I, think, I think i think it was an accident you think it was a so, hack do you think it was a I, hack? Think, I think somebody scraped it off one of their servers yeah i think that's what happened i can't remember the exact details of it but yeah i think somebody scraped it off their server after somebody accidentally uploaded like basically what they had been working on or some kind of master list i think um because <laughs> you know that like in order to use the technology they have to share their information with nvidia so yeah probably this is just a master list of stuff people are working on and it all got fucking leaked. So, jeez, it's so much, dude. Like you got Valve, Sony, Square, Take Two, Sega, EA, Warner Brothers, Capcom, Microsoft, Bandai Namco, Konami, and and then at the bottom is the rest. <laughs> Which I mean, the rest is City Skylines Two, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel. That was that came out, right? Yeah, that came out. Crisis Four. That's already been announced. Earth Defense Force Six. Metro Next, Talos Principle 2, Time Splitters 2 Remastered, Titan Quest 2, and Quest the Wreckfest sequel. That's the rest. But like you think about all these devs and publishers that are in this list of things that got leaked. That's fucking huge. These are like the biggest developers in the world. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, it's a and, lot of shit. And it's been proven time after time to be factual. Yeah. So if you want to know what's coming in the next few years and you don't want to wait for uh, E3 <laughs> or whatever E3 is now. Yeah. If you don't want to wait for E3 2023, if that's ever going to actually happen, just take a look at this uh, NVIDIA leak and you'll, and you'll know what's coming. 
Yeah. What do you what do you want to see? What do you want to see out of that? The biggest one for me. Oh man. Ah, that's tough. Um I really like you said that the Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HDs were already announced. No, there are they they did them for PS3. So I'm thinking they're But I'm guessing they're going to be a very very like much higher HD remake than that. My thoughts now because of what happened with Sony last week are that those are those running on modern hardware. Just running? Well that with was- the with the the new PS Plus thing they announced. Uh-huh. Like getting uh, getting them running on a PS5 is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd I love mean, for them to do because they there's been a rumor for a Metal Gear Solid remake for the past five years. Uh, and it still mm-hmm. hasn't Blue Point was supposed to be making that and now they're doing something else. So who the fuck knows what is actually going on there? But two and three, I, I mean it makes sense, but two and three were also PS2 games, and those are coming natively to PS5 with the new PS plus stuff. So that's what I think that stuff is. Because okay. the, the, the remakes were released on PS ps2 and ps3 so yeah i mean honestly like the square enix stuff like any any kind of like old school jrpg i'm excited about and it's like basically everything in the square enix list is all some kind of iteration on the old school jrpg stuff you got chrono cross remaster obviously already a thing final fantasy 7 remake already a thing i think i might be most excited about the final fantasy 9 remake that's that's the one for me um, I just want to know what it is. I want to know exactly. Like- I want to know what kind of remake they're doing. If it's the Final Fantasy VII style, fuck yeah, let's go. If it's if it's you know turn based, but then they just bring it fidelity wise into the modern age, then fuck I'd yeah, I'm down with that. Super too. down with that. I'd be super like new sprites, but basically the same game. Like I'd be so down with that. Would you want or, sprites or would you want like three D models? Like three D three D new three D models because that, that game's in. Uh-huh complete 3d i think with 2d backgrounds but maybe give us 3d backgrounds with new 3d models i would be i'd be so down with that do you want it to be on i wanted to come in like a four disc case (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. one of them loads if i could buy if i could buy like the switch version but it came in like a jewel case like a like, (laughs) like this but with just like one switch cartridge in it and then the rest of it's just like collectible stuff i'd be down with that oh too. that'd be great I'd, i would totally but square's too dumb to do that shit they don't know what they have with the nostalgia for their old games well dude i have so i'm a member of uh like there's like a final fantasy store on like the square enix page mm-hmm. i get emails about like different uh final fantasy collectibles yeah all the that's time. Not, it's i don't want tchotchkes i want like stuff that looks like I, basically i want the cases for I, I have the cases for all the original games over there but stuff mm-hmm. that, that is like reminiscent of that i don't necessarily want like a you know a cloud a minifig or something like that i, I want stuff that no it's not like, it's not stuff like that it's it's um i it's weird stuff man it's square e- like it's like nobody would think of this but square enix the the one that comes to mind first is there is an alarm clock that i almost bought <laughs> that is literally clouds sword oh i thought you were about to say a different word clouds big arm yeah that 
No, Cloud Sword stuck in the in the stone, like on the like on the min on the uh, main menu screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's the time on the on the rock, and then Cloud Sword, and then I guess his sword is the snooze button. How cool is that? It's so stupid, and it's yeah, something that only would like Square would think of. That is pretty good, though. but it's so expensive. Now. It's yeah. dude, the, the Square they don't, Enix, any, they don't sell anything cheap there. Uh, the Square Enix store is ridiculously expensive. Um, let's see if it pops up. Uh, yeah, there is a Stranger of Paradise, uh, Jack Garland action figure. Oh my god! On there for pre-order for two hundred and forty dollars. Can't wait to. Uh, the final fan. Listen to this. Okay, so no, the alarm clock, the the clock time is actually on the sword itself. Okay, but guess how much this clock cost, dude? Two hundred forty dollars. One hundred ninety nine ninety nine. So stupid. It's insane, dude. You could get you could get a Kingdom Hearts Sora plush for forty five dollars not worth it fuck so a plush a 45 dollar plush like it's absolutely insane oh goodness um but yeah anyways that's that's enough of that wait well, i think this we'll is see. this is a keychain i think it's a keyblade keychain for 60 dollars. that's that's not okay <laughs> maybe it's because they're shipping from japan i don't know dude no, it's because they charge ridiculous amounts for all of their stuff. You could get the Chocobo and Friends vinyl for $73 as well. Oh, did I tell? I don't know if we talked about it on here, but I got tickets to the 25th or is it 30th? I think it's 25th. Oh, yeah, the Final Fantasy no, 30th concerto. anniversary. Yeah, Final Fantasy Dear Friends concert. Um, in Orlando, Florida. Hell yeah, dude! At the I'm uh, so you're excited going to the doctor, whatever. Dr. Phil Harmonic. Yeah, the Phillips that, Arena thing. Yeah, Dr. Phillips Arena, dude. I yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> Dr. Phil Harmonic. <laughs> John Halo is gonna be performing there. Yes. Um, no, that uh, that's super exciting. I am so stoked for you to do that. Yeah, um, I, can't I wait. Yeah, I saw something similar there. I saw the uh, Star Wars episode four. Um, and it was basically they had the movie playing on a on a big giant movie theater screen. But then they had the Orlando Philharmonic playing the score in the pit underneath it. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That and um, it's the same same orchestra playing what you're going to go see. Yeah, and they have and, the big media screen that's going to be playing like Final Fantasy stuff in the background. Oh, that's going to be dope. Yeah, yeah. that's super cool. Excited. I have all the the Final Fantasy, like the Dear Friends albums on like Apple Music, but to see it live is a whole another thing. Yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. You're going to have a good time for sure. When is that one? March of next year. Okay. Hell yeah, dog. Are tickets still? I, I might go. I might buy tickets. You trying to double date that shit? Let's go. <laughs> I, I can send you my. Yeah, they're still available. Um, I'll put a link in the show doc. All right. Well, hey, um, I think that's a good place to end it. What do you think? I think that's good. I think I'm either going to go stream or uh, play some Gloomhaven. I don't know which yet. 
Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for episode 17 of the gaming and drinking cast. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. Uh, thank you, internet. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, my dogs who are snuggled up against my feet. Thank you, all the breweries that provide this great beer for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they don't provide shit. Or give us the ability say, to pay they, them for a good Yeah. They, thank you for making beer, assholes. Give me some for free. I'm just kidding. Yeah. If you want to sponsor us with that kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you so much. 35th for your... anniversary. Damn. <laughs> 35th. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. We're getting old. No, but um, I, I'm also I'm also an asshole, so I apologize <laughs> for being an asshole. No, the brewery, Hazelwood, uh, whatever the fuck that demon beer was. What was that one? Sometimes goats. Sometimes goats from Birds Fly South. Birds Fly South. So we had some Birds Fly South. We had some brewery. We had some Hazelwood. Uh, what was your other one? The Asai. That's right. That's right. So thanks to all those guys for just making great beer. And um, thanks to the video game world for keeping us uh, entertained. And cheers to you, Internet. Cheers to your friends and family. Cheers. Give your mom a hug. Tell your lover. Peace. Next week. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Bye.